For the next 30 or 60 days, we urge you to play this record every day. Play side one in the morning before you leave your home. Play side two in the evening. If you will do this, you will start the development of those traits in your personality that will enable you to make people like you, believe you, and trust you. podcast this is no spooks allowed i'm not spooky and this is my co-host nsa mod all right uh we're gonna get into some stuff about conspiracies i think well i I, I guess because we don't really have a plan yeah uh just kind of explain what the title meant because um i guess spooks being i guess a federal agents yeah so um i don't know i guess more just like a riff on the whole like NSA being like the National Spying Agency. Yeah, NSA. I don't know. Um, I just f- felt like just kind of clearing it out there just in case someone asks like way in the future. Um, but Listen to episode one of No Spooks Allowed podcast. All right. So you wanted to start off with your um, Meet the Press. Yeah. Um, so the longest running show in history, um, or longest running show in TV history, Meet the Press uh, recently had a panel. It was a 2019 year in review. And Chuck Todd had a panel of some people on it. And one of them, there was a couple of them, but one of them was from the New York Times. And she had some quips about the disinformation that's being spread through um, our media and through social media. Um, She was saying, like, that through social media all these um lies or unapproved truths mm-hmm. are being spread through um like things like 4chan twitter and all the other various means but the interesting fact the interesting phrase that she said um she was complaining about it because it's uncontrolled um my whole thing is um that you can't see or you shouldn't look at the world in a in the lens that they want you to Uh they um it's a carefully constructed narrative that they want you to believe so so i I guess to me i go back to the like podcasting like democratization stuff like that because this is a weird like turn thing but like a few days ago i was just uh, bored at work and i saw this thing it was like oh like top 10 podcasts of like the of like a decade and basically kind of basically started off with just saying like oh um podcasting used to be about like back back when it originated it was just like anyone in their basement can just start their own podcast and then essentially around 2010 is when like the big corporations took over and then essentially like all it listed was just like npr podcasts where at that point it was like basically like these politically approved like was joe <coughs> rogan on there no, which was one thing. Like, if you think about like podcasts that are at least like somewhat like informative or at least like interesting, at least someone would mention it in passing. But literally, like the entire list was like, oh, like, oh, um, Ted Radio Hour. Like, don't, uh, like, uh, was it? Is it like, don't, don't, don't. don't. So I, I really don't. I listen to any of those crap. But it's like uh, one of them is like serial, which I didn't. I was thinking, like, is this, like, the only one that's not NPR? And then I looked it up and was like, it is. So then it's, like, in the end, like... It's, like, true crime, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, in the end, pretty much, it's like they just want people to just kind of listen to, like, a like a series of information. Which, to me, I thought, like, when I got into, like, listening to podcasts, is, like, anyone can have a say. And that made it interesting. Like, I used to listen to, like, a lot of crazy people. And it was just, like, oh, like... You have like these weird Irish guys, like in basically just like drinking coffee, talking about the news, and it's just like it's interesting to hear their take. And then at the same time, like in Australia, like they have like this paranormal podcast, and like it's interesting to me. And it's like 
trying to then at that point like hey like this pandora's box is open now let's seal it back into like what we want so that way we can commercialize it i don't know it's a bit annoying to me interesting um yeah so like it's all about what's approved and what's not approved where did that um article come from um is like like was it an npr sponsored article maybe no one of them was like nine to five mac which it was like, because I, I look at uh, Google News Reader and what have you, and mm-hmm. it was just like, it had it listed. But then it also underneath, it was like some, um, like, British website. Um, so then they, but they, pretty much both of them are the same. And it, to me, I guess it, it kind of goes back to, like, if you, like, watch, like, YouTube over, like, the past, like, five years, there's been, like, this weird push to, like, push the U out of YouTube. And at that point, replace tube. <laughs> And then just kind of like <coughs> uh, replace you with like Will Smith and Jack Black, where it's like these celebrities, where at that point they they know that the content is like squeaky clean and nothing is like offensive about it. Whereas like a lot of stuff that I was interested in YouTube, it was like I mean, uh, there was like this um, channel, or this like um, this like website that came out like two years ago, where it was just like all it did was like uh, look up untitled videos that people just posted on youtube and then at that point just let you scroll through it interesting and then basically kind of brought it back to like what youtube used to be where it's like oh someone like uploaded a recital or like someone is just like trying like testing out a camera or what have you where it's just like it's a bunch of dumb videos that you're just watching for entertainment and it was just like that to me is similar to what it used to be and then now it's like they're pushing you to like hey like I mean, like, Vivo was kind of, like, this push into, like, listen to, like, our music, like, our, like, approved musicians and what have you. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's all about control for the, I don't know, like, I don't know how I feel about, like, the feeling of, like, there are overlords or a secret cabal of people controlling everything. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but there is, a, like, back to this meet the press thing. Um, there is a concerted effort for from the press and anything like YouTube or Twitter or anything to control the narrative, um, whether to commercialize it, whether to take the U out of YouTube. It's all concerted to control what we see, what we think. Well, I sent you that article like a few days ago where it was like Alex Jones is still banned, but meanwhile, like Twitter looks away now at pedophilia. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot and it was about just that. like. What sin has Alex Jones committed at this point that he still remains banned on all these social media platforms? But meanwhile, the look, frogs are gay. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. But like, it's like you, you think about it. It's like this like weird sin that he is like basically like being crucified for. Whereas like in reality, like nothing he says is that offensive. In reality. It is one of those things where I'm a person that will defend Alex Jones in a sense because if you look at his website, most of the stuff that he puts up, it is always citing mainstream media. It's tame. Yeah. Well, it's, it's tame in a sense, but also, like, the citation that he uses is basically the, the, the same media that criticizes him. Right. Which is interesting because, like, anything that, like, the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists use is always, like, connecting dots from the various media sources Mm -hmm. like i from the very little i've dabbled in the conspiracy realm um it's always like fox news said this cnn said this connected up this is what it is Mm -hmm. so i'm not i'm not super conspiracy minded but i'm becoming more conspiracy minded as i venture further into the conspiracy realm so like that was the thing i thought about like maybe should be like a introduction topic in terms of like what was like the first like conspiracy that broke you in some sense critical theory really honestly yeah um other than like um realizing what what the media is telling isn't actually what is happening um so i think mainly my first one was realization of like anti-war i used to be like a neocon um warhawk chicken hawk i guess um but then i started looking at it from a from the ron paul angle i guess and then i was like oh he's a republican i'm a i thought i was a republican so then i started looking at it i'm like oh people are dying we were lied into all these wars as as was confirmed recently by like afghanistan papers and all these other things 
um, when I saw that all the media was like gung ho about all these wars, especially with Iran or Afghanistan in the Middle East, that's what was like mind opening for me, showing me that the media is at the will of the lobbyists or the politicians or vice versa. So I guess it's for me in that situation, like I was anti-war from the beginning. Really? And I would say that like, I mean, uh, it's weird to describe, I guess, like something that was like, I don't know, like 15 plus years ago, but like, um, when I was still a baby, <laughs> I mean, you're at this point doxing yourself. Well, it's fine. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean anything. It actually will come up later. It will. Yep. Doxing. It, uh, well, not doxing. Uh, the age. It is uh, oh, our age. Well, not my age in particular, but it's just my more, age. In a sense, just by outing your age is going to be a topic. <laughs> Interesting. But um, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, it was about like two thousand three, two thousand four. It's like it's like Dan Rather got like fired because like one of the things that he did was like he posted a picture of um the the soldiers that had died. Uh, so like back around then, it was like all that was like hush hush. They they really wanted in like, Afghanistan. Yeah, like they wanted the the idea that it's like basically our soldiers were never dying, and then <clears throat> they they had this footage where like um, you had this entire like the, the back of a um, what do you call it uh, the back of this like military jet plane that was just filled with caskets on it, and it was like it was, for the time it was kind of like a haunting image and something and I mean it led to him getting inspired, but like who is that guy? Dan Rather, he was a news anchor. So it's like back then he was like, "Oh, America's most trusted news anchor, Darren Rather." Um, but at this point, like, I mean, I, pretty much he's like a skeleton of the past. Um, but the thing that really got me was I discovered this like random obscure German website called like Einswein, which <laughs> what Einswein? Oh, okay. And essentially, like the whole thing, it's like it just had all these photos from like the Iraq war and it's like you're like I mean it's nothing that no one would want to see nowadays but it's just like it had like all these like um like photos of victims being shot at and like it, it basically it represented the, the war in a more realistic angle I'm pretty sure that if you I mean every time that I've tried to find that website since no longer exists um but like I mean at this point some of those photos at this point has become more popular like the um, I was that photo with the the people. Um, are you aware of that? Where the, the prisoners? Um, Ab- Abu Ghraib. Abu Ghraib. Yeah. Do you remember that? Possibly. Oh, you're. Oh, Jesus Christ! This is like one of those like age, age difference things. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like they were like one. Nice of, guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like one of the the few websites that like hosted that where it's like you're seeing like. Um, American soldiers basically act like brutes and just like, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, sadistic? Yeah, be just sadistic, but like just to degrade like all these people that, like, I mean, like America is supposed to stand for something, theoretically. And then at that point you have like all these soldiers that are like basically um, like electrocuting, like, yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's insane. Um, I forgot how we got on this topic. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're telling me how you got. Um, oh yeah, because it's like Einstein to me was like what, like in terms of like being like a like glass shattering moment was like very pivotal. I would say, and then I would say that a little bit after that, um, like being like anti-war kind of led into um, reading about like just like newspapers regularly. Like this is me like in high school at this point like reading newspapers online, reading, like, newspapers because by high school you should provide them for free. And that pretty much kind of, like, I I started basically kind of, like, um, just becoming hypercritical of everything that I was perceiving. The one thing that I never really understood when I was younger and now I do is more of, I used to hear a lot of conspiracy theories basically say, like, of, like, reading between the line of the narrative. And, like, to me it was, like, I would read stories and not think anything of it. And then now it's just like, oh, like they're telling you the story to basically like brace you for something five years down the line. I don't know. Interesting. So, um, have you heard of the Scarlet Thread? I think you mentioned it in passing. Once. So, like, um, 
it's like reading between the lines. There's something that the there's like a narrative running through um, every story in um, in like our day and age. Mm. Um, but it's up to the conspiracy quote unquote conspiracy theorists um, to find that um, scarlet thread and follow it to find the real meaning of what is actually happening. So. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess to me, in my head, I'm thinking like Pepe Silvia. On Fortune? No, no. Pepe? Pepe? No, no, no. Pepe. Oh, I was just thinking Pepe, like Pepe the Frog? No, no, no. This is like you having not watched, um, what do you call it? Uh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a situation where, it, an episode where they go into, um, they start getting. Drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that to me is like when you're saying that whole like scarlet thread is what comes to my mind. Yeah. So, um, but I think, um, the main thing we're trying to get at is conspiracies aren't taboo. Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) Jesus Christ is like fed illness that I've had for like a month. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, to me, uh, I guess, I, that is one word that I need to learn how to stop. Like I keep prefacing everything with like "with to me," um, but the the whole idea of like using conspiracy theories as like a pejorative, mm-hmm. it's like is one of those things where I guess like if you start researching like conspiracy theories in general, like eventually it's like this doesn't make sense. Like why why are you saying all these things to conspiracy theories when in reality it's like true? Um, like if you think about like the the gulf of tonkin or like if you think about like uh, operation northwood like literally like your your government like planned against you and then it's like it's like the tuskegee experiments mk where, ultra yeah like there's a list there's a whole list um it's like it's like things like project snow white where it's i don't like, know that one it, i think was, I, I believe that one if i maybe i'm I miss, uh, incorrect on the name but like i believe that that one is where like in some town in new york they just laced the water with like acid, like LSD acid. Yeah, and then basically to experiment on the people to see like what the reaction was. Interesting. Interesting. I could be. Is it recently declassified or what? It was declassified. No, like the same time period as like Operation Northwood. There was a big declassification that happened then. Yeah, um, I guess like if I'm really thinking about it now, um, I learned about Operation Northwoods back in like middle school um am i doxing myself again no I was <laughs> <laughs> um but back in middle school i wasn't like it was an innocent search i wanted to just like be, i don't know be, be a dumb school. be a dumb um edgelord yeah whatever except i wasn't really into it like i was just looking at it to see if there was like actual conspiracy theories because i was looking at like um stuff for like 9-11 and all that fun stuff. But then I came across that Operation Northwoods. I was like, huh, that's interesting. So so I guess that, that might have been my first exposure to um, the true horrors of the U.S. government. I would say that a thing that uh, I guess that I guess mentioned the idea of like stumbling onto something. And this is probably one of those things where like if I end up murdered, this is like one of those things that probably be the reason why. <laughs> um. I'll tell the investigators that. Um, so it's like, hypothetically, I may or may not have downloaded a movie at one point. Hypothetically? Yeah, through okay. quasi or potentially legal means. And one of the photos that was hypothetically attached to the movie... Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, was... A the cover for a uh, Washington Times article, and in it was like uh, it was dated like 1988, um, and it was like uh, uh, call boys uh, seen uh, coming out of the Reagan White House. One more time, call boys seen coming out of the Reagan White House. Okay, <laughs> and basically, like the whole thing is just like about the whole like conspiracy of like um. Just a, well, I don't know if you would say it's a conspiracy, but more that a lot of our politicians are just like secretly gay. <laughs> You've never heard this idea. I, I've heard of it in passing. Not like, um, oh, who was it? 
there was like a cross-dresser that would um, get a whole bunch of dirt on other politicians. He wasn't actually like a president or anything, but he he was like the head of the CIA or something. Are you talking about like George Bush? No. Or his wife? No. His wife, I'm pretty sure, is a man. It was like an older, uh, it was an older politician, like 60s. Damn it, this, this is not, lo- but here, you can see it in passing. Homosexual prostitution inquiry ensnares VIPs with Reagan Bush. Yeah, and like oh, cowboy. Oh, I was like, what's a cowboy? I didn't, I didn't really know what a cowboy was. It's like a prostitute. That's yeah. a boy. Wonderful. <laughs> so like that article is like oh, like that seems unusual, and that's the first thing you stumbled on. Well, hypothetically. <laughs> But it was more that you were saying that, like, stumbling onto something. And, like, I remember stumbling onto that photo. All because you were hypothetically getting a movie from a hypothetically quasi-something. Yeah. On, on, my on my way to uh, to Mass, I uh, received a document such as this. And I prayed upon it. <laughs> I didn't strike you didn't you didn't strike me as the church going type. I mean Jesus blessed me that day. <laughs> Very nice. Um But yeah, I mean that to me is a conspiracy theory where like so I, I guess like kinda of going back, uh to me dude, I need to stop this. The 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 one thing that I feel is that you can have any conspiracy theories and it's one of those things where, like, if you listen to, like, a lot of conspiracy podcasts or just, like, any that try to be hard-hitting news or what have you. The alternative media? Even beyond alternative media. Just, like, anyone that's, like, that claims to be, like, oh, like, we're, like, like I don't, like, I don't pull any questions. When that Jeffrey Epstein stuff happened, look at how many people actually went into details about the whole thing. That, to me, is, like, what separated, like, the boys from the men. Because I feel that a lot of people basically are afraid to, like, have this conversation about, like, uh, the pedophilia and what have you in Washington. And that, to me, is, like, you can make all these things up about, like, I don't know, like, 9-11 or, like, the world being flat. And no one cares. The minute that you start talking, like, seriously about it, that is where you disappear. Tinfoil hats come on. Yeah. Or they accuse you of wearing one. So... As obvious, we're never going to broach those subjects. Really? Good to know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's lying. Because um, we're just boys, I think. Yeah. Just a bunch of young children. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, I don't know. Um, just recently I came across um, a quote. Uh, it was... By William Bloom. Do you know who that is? I, I've heard the name. He um, he wrote to about he wrote Rogue State, a guide to the world's only superpower. Um, he said, no matter how paranoid or conspiracy minded you are, what the government is actually doing is worse than you imagine. Hmm. So, um, that recently just stuck out to me, and I was like, oh well. Like, if you just think about it in bare bones like if you just look at the wars we're perpetrating if you just look at the um spying that's going on like you just sent me stuff about um like the nsa oh what was that you sent me the video it was a like a ted talk it wasn't a ted talk oh to uh protect no to infect and protect and infect part two i think yeah that that um to which i um, have more on that you do oh geez um it's like the nsa and all their programs that they have to infiltrate just standard citizens' phones and uh, other stuff. Um, if you look at that and your eyes are just like my eyes, I'm just barely getting into this. Like I said, um, but like think about that even in a sense where it's like this, this that video was like in 2012 and like that was on the cover of like Der Spiegel in Germany, like like their head like newspaper like basically ran this on the cover. America, on the other hand, never ran anything on that. Like, we barely had a little bit on it when it came to, um, how was it, uh, Project Prism, which is kind of like, 
what we kind of refer to it. But like all that we just kind of refer to it is uh, or talked about it was about the fact that like the NSA pretty much built a room and all these like uh, Microsoft, Google, and have and that's as far a backdoor. yeah that's but no I'm talking about like a little like hey here's your server room we're gonna have like a room within the room and that's a, that's Project Prism like little like look it up oh. <clears throat> we'll probably get into that in later episodes I mean depending on I guess the longevity of our lives <laughs> why are you talking like this you're scaring me um, but to kind of um, wrap it up to, or I guess kind of going back to what I was trying to say. Um, I've been trying to find this article that I saw, like, I guess even going back to what I said earlier, where it's like, of not like when you see the narrative, like in the story, like they're basically bracing you for years down the line. And there's a website called Boing Boing, which is like incredibly leftist. And they like, but a lot of it is like technology driven. And one of the things that they had was about, um, they had two articles. One was talking about Facebook, and then basically that they developed like this technology. This is like 2012. We developed this technology where they can just like take all the pictures on your um like on your like feed or what have you, and then use that to recreate your house. Scary. So like, think about the idea that like. I mean, someone has, like, a Facebook feed and just, like, like over the years just, like, uploads, like, random pictures. It's like, hey, like, this is just, like, me at my house. And this is us having a barbecue in the backyard. And then it's like, oh, like, here's just me just hanging out sick in my bedroom or what have you. And then it's like someone can then just do that, like, take all these photos and then recreate it in, in a 3D model, like, so that way they know how to navigate your house. That's freaky. But uh, think about, like, uh, now go one step further. Like, the floor layouts to your house and stuff like that, those already exist online. It doesn't take down hard to look it up. So now you just not, uh, have taken that one step further and given, like, a 3D diagram of what your house looks like. So in a sense, like, if someone wanted to, they can just take your Facebook feed, recreate your house, and, and not only that, but you update it over time. So then at that point, like, if you move the furniture, now, like, I would then just have to take a more recent photo and just update that. So now I can basically have a good layout in your house. I mean, the more, like, just, like, short, like, uh, nefarious mean would be just to imagine that some, like, burglar can just, like, oh, I'm going to, like, ransack your house. I know, like, all the steps to where I need to go. But, like, in reality, like, the, the bigger steps will be to think about, like, the idea that you really have no privacy, this, which goes now to the other thing that I, that I did find, which uh, the other one I can't find the article for, but it was um, a company called Switchcam. And Switchcam, basically, what they did was they sold it under the idea, like, oh, like, you ever go to a concert and then you take footage on your phone? And then, but, like, hundreds of other people taking footage on your phone. And they always sell it, like, in this idea, like, just, like, hey, like, this could work better or, or like, just, like, this benefiting you in some instance. So what it does is it takes geographic location of everyone that was at an event and then stitches it all together to basically create this, like, panopticon. Of the event. Of yeah. said event. Yes. So they could, like, ID people and... If you wanted to. What the heck? Because at that point, it's, like... Hey, um, my phone says that I'm geographically like this many like degrees over here. So now it's like it knows that I'm basically either facing down or what have you, and then then basically just stitches all the other cameras that were photoing at the same time. But think about also Shazam and then YouTube content ID, where at this point like the just noises they can track. So then at that point, that's how they sync up the technology is they take all the, f the, the the videos simultaneously and then sync it up based on the noise that's being produced in the video. Oh, my goodness. This is what always happens. Like, we start innocent, and then I just get scared. And that's what happens. Yeah, and... It's another red pill swallowed. <laughs> but, like, that is, like, something where it's, like... That idea is very innocuous in itself. Like... You can only imagine the potential dangerous implication down the line. Right. I, like, I'm actually, 
I have slight anxiety at the moment. Like, just because, like, we're both holding phones. Yeah. And they, like, since you told me about, like, the, or since I heard about the um, programs that the NSA could potentially use mm-hmm. to just, like, tap phones, turn them into microphones, live mics. Yeah. Like, but this idea is actually not far-fetched, going back to earlier, where I said that they basically brace you for these ideas. Did you ever see, um, what was it, the Batman with the Joker? I forget which one. Dark Knight Rises? Yes. Yes. Um, no, isn't Dark Knight and then Dark Knight Rises? Well, yeah. Well, Dark Knight. In it, they had a scene where basically um, the whole thing, this is going to sound really Alex Jones-like, but, like, in it, they have a scene where they stitch everyone's cell phones together to basically just create this oral mapping of the entire geography. So they put it someplace that everyone might see it. Everyone will see it, but, like, uh, it's too far-fetched for anyone to believe. But it's, like, it's there. Pr- it's priming you to accept it so it becomes a reality later on. I mean, you can also look this up, I mean, when it comes to, like, 9-11, what have you, where... It, People say that there's a lot of footage or like TV shows that were priming you for the event, so that way when it happens, you are like used to it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, to me, <coughs> the idea of priming and like getting you prepped is one of those where like if you start thinking about it and like think about like deeply about like the footage and and the, the things that you watch, it's like. Um. Like right now, like they have um, Boston Dynamics has all these videos where it's like, oh, like here's um, what do you call it? Like here's like a little like robot walking down the street, and we push it, and we're getting it used to. But like I have not seen which the more scarier one is the like the dog like wolf version, where it's like basically like that thing like hunts you down. I never thought of those. Like I'm thinking of the one where they just like kick it and it like kind of stumbles. Yeah, but like they they already itself. yeah. So they like that one is like already being like it's the one that they show you that's kind of cutesy and funny. But like early on, they used to show you all the ones who were like with a dog, where the dog used to like jump on all these surfaces, like flip on its back. Like they no longer show that one because that one is basically already trained. But if you if you look at the at the same time period that they started hosting this. They also started talking about smart sand, and that has disappeared off the face of the earth. Smart sand? Yeah. So smart sand is basically the idea that the military used, I mean, you can still look it up now, like, would take, um, like, these, like, little balls of, that basically look like sand, and they would grab on to the tracks in your feet, uh, or not your feet, uh, on the tracks of your, like, cars or what have you. Like, this is more like more from the Middle East or what have you. And it would then basically follow you into wherever your location was at. So, unbeknownst to you, some random dirt path that you, like, treaded over now is following you all the way home and also then basically giving your whereabouts at all times of the day. Yikes. I don't, like, how would that even work? I don't, like, it doesn't register in my mind, like, how that would work. So... So, like, it's special sand that they just put on your tire? It's, yes. Yeah, so, it's basically meant to be, like, um, uh, I, I guess, like, it's supposed to look and replicate like sand. Okay. But if you, if you think about, like, mud, like, mud is thick. So, like, the ball could be thick in itself and just be, like, globbed onto just by mud itself. Okay. So, um. So, it's just like a GPS? It's, it's supposed in to be. sand form? In a, in a sense. Like, uh, like. I guess the idea of like is mesh networking, like Google is trying to get everyone into that idea now by saying like, hey, if you get Google Nest, that at that point it makes the Wi-Fi throughout your house more consistent. Okay. So like that is the basic idea of mesh networking, where it's like the more things that you have like tracking you simultaneously, or like uh, or like spreading the Wi-Fi route or signal, then at that point like the signal remains consistent. So then at that point, you even have all these pellets that your car then runs over, all your four tires and runs over it, and it creates a mesh network that at that point can then be found. Okay, I see. That's another scary thing <laughs> that I hope you're just joking about. Yeah? 
I wonder in a sense like if I can just like every episode just like say one thing that's like really out there and at that point see like how scared I get. <laughs> so for the listeners, I am I'd say a step above a normie. Like I've taken a couple red pills. But like stuff sometimes just like blows my mind and freaks me out. And then I get used to it. And that to me, so like when I was younger, it, it was the, 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 I would say the aspect where it was like depressing. Because like, there's a lot of stuff. It's not really depressing to me. It's like anxiety giving to me. Well, I guess like, I mean, I guess that's maybe the way that you simulate or assimilate these things. But for me, it was like, a lot of it was like depressing where I remember like, even before I graduated, I was like, oh, we're screwed. Like there's, there's no way like this Pandora box has been opened and we'll never close it again. Like we're like, we're screwed for all infinity. Cause it's like nothing we can ever do. will like, no matter what president gets in power, no matter like what politician would have you, no one is ever going to say, Hey, let's be less invasive. Let's like the government won't limit itself. The yeah. self-limiting government's a utopian idea. So, in my opinion, yeah. So then at that point, you have like where it's like this, like all these things will never go backwards. Like if you think about like the the uh, the NSA headquarters in um, in Provo, where it's like they're meant to basically record you for like seventy seven years. Didn't they also like threaten to like shut the water off there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I I thought I heard something about that. But so I have not read this or seen this anywhere. But this is just me thinking hypothetically and just in a sense of wondering how you would go about it. Cuz how do would you go about like um I guess getting something like the NSA to work? And in my head, look, this is even before, like, back then, like, a lot of it was just like, oh, just take, like, a lot of screenshots, like, maybe every, like, five seconds or something. And it's like, you don't have to be a strain on a system because at that point, like, it is not, like, a continuous feed. It's just like, oh, like, here's just, like, a five kilobyte just, like, just being saved. And then the next time that you ever connect to the Internet, that slow, sluggish start that everyone is used to is just a massive upload upstream so you're kind of getting that idea so but then think about otherwise where it's like when it comes to like recording your voice why like what is the purpose in needing to record you talking and all these like bits when i can just transcribe it into text which at that point is easier to search and then easier to transmit Goodness. So then at that point, it's like... It's you, easier to save, easier to store. Yeah. Okay. So then it's like you have like all these bits of data that you can then basically submit back into the government without like, I don't know, it, it, like it just being like that like initial like two second chug at the beginning of your internet connection. That's pretty much it. Just like that transfer. This is, once again, hypothetical, like, in my head, just how I thought about it. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, so, going back to now the whole age thing, um, there's a thing called uh, 33 bits of information, which... Never heard of it. I mean, why would you? Because it, it, it's, it's meant to, like... The whole 33 bits of information... It, basically kind of scares you about what you post online. And the idea is like 33 things are potentially things that you can tag to someone. So then at that point, um, so like your age, your name, uh, your location, um, your religion, things like that. But you don't need all 33 to find someone. How many do you need? I believe it's about, like, six to eight. I mean, you could probably go less if you're, like, a really good detective. But, like, if you think about the idea of, like... Um, so what you're saying is they're going to find me. I mean, they could if they wanted to. <coughs> Once again, that Thank Pandora's you. box is way open. Like, anyone can find you if they wanted to, and it is not an issue. 
But true. But think about the even idea. if I don't post my real name online. Yeah. I guess the podcast is over. <laughs> but think just of, kidding. But but think about like um, this is where it's going to relate to later. So pick a state. I don't know, like uh, Nevada. How how many people live in Nevada? I don't know. Four million. That's my guess. I think it would be more than four million. Uh, Nevada population. Three point zero three million. How's how's that even a state? I don't know. Okay, so three million people. So then at that point, well, they, it's like a desert. I mean, for the most part, you got Vegas, and that's it. Wendover's pretty cool. Um, so you have three million people. Half of that, theoretically, has to be men or boys or what have you. I thought half, like statistically, there's more women than men. Okay, so then what would you say? Like fifty-one um, percent women, forty-nine percent men. Okay, fine. So in that situation, that's like at least like one point five million. So, and if you were to know that if you're looking for a guy, there you go. If you know his name, that is like a way to like pretty much kind of guess the gender and then also the, the, um, I guess, I mean, these are two different like things you can follow someone on. Um, so in this situation for, um, like, as you mentioned, Nevada, Nevada is pretty much, just like what, like five big cities. So then, at that point, you only have to do the searches within like those five big cities. And this is where I started thinking about recently. Um, I feel that a lot of stuff that happens on the internet that is supposed to be um, trending is intentional to force you to dox yourself in different ways. Okay. So. The most recent one that I can think of is a whole boomer, zoomer, millennial meme where a lot of people are like, okay, boomer, what have you. So at that point, you know, hey, this They're person. Like, oh, as a boomer, just kidding. So, but, but in this, you're giving these people a age range on which to look for. Hmm. So it's like, if, have you ever gone to Google? Scaring me again. <laughs> but like, have you ever gone to Google and then at that point, it just it tells you like, oh, this is what we think you are? No. Uh, so, take the time like at home. I'm feeling lucky thing? No, no. If you, this is like the most like normie tier thing, but like, um, if you were to look at your, um, like Google, go to your Google settings, and then go to what they give to the advertisement, like, like the advertisers, they have a section of what they think you are, and what you're into, and what you do for work. Like, they just have that in the settings? Yeah. I'd be able to find it on my phone? Because uh, that's interesting. I want to see that. How to find what Google knows about you. Sign into Google think. account. Choose data and personalization from the navigation bar to see a list of all your activity. I'll, I'll search that up when I get home. That's, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I mean. I don't like anything you're saying, honestly. <laughs> But, like, this, these are different ways of, like, that you can be tracked just by you yourself. So, I feel that where you're saying, like, oh, okay, Boomer, or, like, people say, like, oh, I'm, I would, like, I don't know, 90s kids would like this or what have you. Like, these are different ways of you just kind of saying, like, this is your age range. And then at that point, if you then go about the idea, it's like, hey, how many people are named Jacob? And then at that point, how many of them were born in the 90s? It's like... It's just a narrowing, like a filtration device. Yes, which is basically what 33 bits of information is, is that you're giving like all these inf- like bits of information online that then narrow you down specifically. So like, like you can pretend to be anonymous, but if you ever start like commenting on like, I don't know, like, oh, the um, New England Patriots, it's like, oh, I'm a big fan. At that point, it's like, all right, more than likely, you live in East Coast. Yeah, so that they, that 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 uh, that net that starts following you gets smaller and smaller. So what you're saying is, if you follow sports, have a variety. Yeah. So if you live in the Midwest, have teams that you like in in the West Coast, and 
I'm just joking. Well, could I that mean, help? It, think about it though. Diversify your portfolio. <laughs> but how many states do you know in the Midwest that in reality don't actually have a team, which would make it a reason why you would be pursuing other teams? Montana True. does not have a team. So then at that point, it would be Iowa. Make, or, doesn't have a team. Does it? I feel like a professional team. Just any. I'm just thinking like football, for example. Well, I guess. Uh, well, the what do you call it? The college football. Oh, college football. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like NFL though. So. But still, like in that situation, I think you have states that just completely don't have any form of sports at all. So then, at that point, it would make more sense why you would then be pursuing teams outside of your state. So then that would be a potential reason as to, like, if if you're just giving, like, all these false data, why it would be you? Or, like, where uh, why it would be where you're at? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't accept your premises. Well, too bad. <laughs> I'm just joking. It makes sense, and it sucks that it makes sense. Um, so hopefully that makes sense to everyone else. Like... Well, I guess for me, I, I'm going to kill myself like that. Let me just reiterate back. I am no longer depressed. I am a happy-go-lucky person. I have no suicidal ideations. I am perfectly content with my job. I am making a decent living. I am working out whenever I can. I am a completely happy-go-lucky fellow with no sense of suicidal thoughts ever and if someone says otherwise, they are lying to you, potentially about how I could theoretically have died. <laughs> oh, that was a, I see what you're saying. I was like, I was confused for a second. But Do you ha- have fears of that? Are you paranoid? Um, in reality, no. I imagine that like anything that you and I would ever do would either like get... Um, either turn uh, like made to look crazy by like the media or um the way that google and other companies control algorithms that they basically just won't let it show up yeah like uh, actually uh, this so is if a there's a car following me i don't need to be worried so you brought this up <laughs> I take it back. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm scared. Um, so this is actually around the time of um, when, uh, what do you call it? What's that thing called? Occupy Wall Street. When Occupy Wall Street was a thing, there was uh, there was a time period where like a lot of people were like anti-government, what have you, which was weird because at the time it was Obama, but all the people that were like there are Democrats. But yeah, so interesting. Uh, they started releasing a bunch of documents that were kind of like showing like how the government would track you. And one thing that always stuck out to me is called um, like uh, boxing. So what it does is that they pretty much kind of figure out what um, your typical day-to-day route is. So in that situation, like, all right, like you oh, go to... Oh, no. Hmm? Oh, no. <laughs> So they they know like let's say hypothetically you work at I don't know McDonald's. So then at that point they have one car a block away from your house and then one car a block away from McDonald's. So then at that point when you leave your house one car then follows you a little bit and then turns left but then the next car then starts following you. And there's a series of like four to six cars that Why would they do this? Do you have to like trip a algorithm or something or you i mean just have to be a if you're suspicion? going to be someone that they consider like a person of interest then at that point that is where they would like do this on you like a th- security threat yeah okay or like if they i mean i mean no ill will towards the government i promise if the government cared this is probably what they would have done to jeffrey epstein hypothetically allegedly does the government exist though I I really wish that you would bring up like the idea of like are birds real? Nah, dude. Ever <laughs> since you said ever since you said that it's like a Fed thing, I can't stop seeing that it's just like the Fed. It it makes sense. Like it's just like trying to normalize conspiracy theories. 
or like, like trying to get something into the mainstream that seems out of out of proportion, but it seems like something that other people would latch on to. So maybe they're trying to track the conspiracy theorists. Or it's more, I would say, that like give people like trying to remind people to lampoon conspiracy theories. Like I feel like every generation kind of does that. Um, uh, like trying to figure out like um, what's that movie that got really famous? Oh, Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Like the Zeitgeist was one of those movies where like everyone was talking about it, but it was filled with so much like disinformation. And at that point, like people then was like, Oh, you, you watch that stuff. Like, or like, um, or like, I don't know. Like, it's just like, they use like different things. there. like, it's like a term now, the zeitgeist, like what's in the zeitgeist. Well, I mean, I, I mean, that is a term prior. Was to. that prior? Okay. Yeah. It's a German phrase. Right. So like, I guess, yeah, they, whoever that cabal of people is, is trying to get it so it's mocked or made light of mm-hmm. rather than seen as something that's actually a threat. You see now. Stop. Think of what you're saying right now. I just did, and I don't like it. Now, think about Operation Fast and Furious. Yes. So it's like you have the government basically fund the, what do you call it, the Mexican cartels, and then use the same name as a, like, a silly, goofy action movie. So then at that point, A, when you're looking it up online, all you get is the action movie, and then B, if you try to look up... (laughs) No. And then if you try to look it up, like, 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 hard Google searching or what have you... You know what I think we should do? I think we should have, like, a red pill tally for how many red pills in each episode that I swallow. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That was brutal. I don't like that. But there you go. But it's like now when you're saying like, hey, now, like you as like trying to say this to like a co-worker, like, hey, have you ever heard of uh, like Operation Fast and Furious? It was like, oh, like the like the movie. There you go. And then that basically like when you're trying to say like that it's, a, it's an actual thing that occurred and it, and is like proven, you're going to. Are there other examples of that? Like. Of um like like where, Fast and Furious and like Operation Fast and Furious and then later we see a movie come out. I mean, I just told you one about the the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, the Dark Knight. Where it's so like, not necessarily <laughs> the um not necessarily the title or the name specifically, but like the concept is portrayed somewhere. So it's all like leading up to brace us for something else. So like if, I guess if you think about it, there's a lot of situ- I this happened more around 2012. But like where something would occur and it literally mirrored the plot of like a TV show or like a movie at the time period. And it's just like, just a coincidence, though. Yeah. Or is it? Um, so the X-Files had a spinoff. Um, it was called. What was it, called? it was like it's not the Watchmen, but it was like it was there's was three of them. So they like with the show that the X Files. It was like the, the three friends that were like helping out, like Scolder and Moldy, uh, Moldy. <laughs> I've never seen the X Files. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, it's one of those age things. Probably, except I have friends that like are super into the X Files that are my age. To me, uh, the X Files is a pretty decent show. It, I don't find it to be that conspiratorial. I would say that the one thing is the persistence of like trying to find truth in a sea of lies is probably like the thing that is uh, the biggest takeaway from that show. Which which is what we're doing. In a sense, I mean, I guess if you think about like what the original name of this was supposed to be. I forgot. It's a collection of useful Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> collection of useful lies told. It's a cult. <laughs> Not really. I don't like cults. They're scary. But I'm kind of a pansy if you haven't noticed. Where where do we uh what were we talking about a second ago? X Files. Prior to X Files. Prior to X Files. I don't remember. Oh. Uh, um well. Looks like we're getting a little long on time. Uh, well, there's still like a couple things I wanted to mention, but 
Yeah, it's like an hour. Oh. We can double check. But I'm not sure though. Yeah, we're about an hour. Yeah. So, um, that's our first episode. <laughs> a lot of mumbo jumbo. Come back for more. But wait, I so he has one more thing. <laughs> I'm scared though. To me, so um, I just had ideas about things to do in the future. So one of the things I thought about, like, oh, what about if we just, like, watch, like, a documentary and then at that point, like, kind of talk about it? Okay. Uh, I also mentioned to you the idea of, like, having episodes that are, like, the really research ones, not like this one where we're just bullshit. Right. Yeah. <gasps> he said a swear. <laughs> But like, uh, but just like the really research ones, which I, th- I think could be interesting. Right. Um, but I thought that also um, a thing that you could also do is like maybe highlight someone that died mysteriously. Yeah, I like that. I was also thinking earlier too. Um, that book you were reading, uh, "Loser Think." Oh yeah. Um, I want to like maybe try breaking out of a mental prison. Mm-hmm. See if like because I'm experiment with new ideologies and i would like to see if i'm in a mental prison and so we should like try to break me out of a mental prison see if i'm in one or um i think that'd be cool like we could like i like we could bring in other people like i mean i could do one right now it's, it's a very simple one okay um who when the british were coming who was the person responsible like for telling the the troops, Paul Revere. No, the lanterns. So this is one of those things where if you start reading, um, you find out that a lot of things in history is actually just stories, literally stories. Um, I think it's like uh, James w- or like Wattsford Longfellow, something like that. Some some guy. Basically, when we were in the brink of war, uh, of uh, the Civil War. He basically came out with the poem, Paul Revere and the Midnight Riders. And essentially, that story has then be- has been transformed into what we believe in, the, in their history book. Paul Revere never actually wrote any of that. In fact, it was three other guys that wrote it. And essentially, it was like one of them was like Benjamin Disraeli. Like, there's a... <laughs> Once again, it's it's a weird thing when you start researching like actual things in history. That at that point you find out that like everything that you've been told is a lie. Mm-hmm. And in, in that instance, the like that story that you believe, and you hear that name Paul Revere, it is someone that they use as propaganda to try and unite the nation. Goodness, I didn't know it started that early. <laughs> Oh, propaganda's been around for a while. I know, I know. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we could we could keep exploring that, like just break our mental prisons. And so the one person that break other people's mental prisons <laughs> that'd be fun. Like we could bring in a hardcore normie, like just a coworker of ours or something. See, I'd be curious about that, but like I wonder like how receptive because like we I know we're just like talking and Mm -hmm. like we're expecting this but if we bring someone in like how are they gonna but if you try like it's it's one of those weird things if you try to like shatter someone's like world beliefs they don't accept it very well no and that's yeah and that is and that's what i'm feeling right now (laughs) just kidding not really but that uh that sense of like glass shattering that like i mean you have with critical theory Mm -hmm. like ever since then it's like you've now seen stuff differently in critical theory is something that we'll eventually uh, like talk about. Yeah. Um, but to try and go back to like the ending of this, um, and I wish I had studied, had more time to study more, but like the, the person I wanted to like illustrate more was, uh, Isaac Cappy. I have no idea who that is. Isaac Cappy is a guy who is, who was an actor. And essentially, like, he tried to get big on social media, and, like, he was just kind of, like, um, talking to a lot of people and what have you, like, did a lot of the, the normal stuff, K-A-A-P-Y, mm-hmm. yeah, and essentially, towards the end of his life, he oh, then he died. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, illustrating. Mysteriously? 
he committed suicide for some reason right when he decided to get like woke. So he started telling people that like that Hollywood is filled with like pedophiles and what have you. And then woke in like the conspiracy terms or woke as in like leftist woke. I mean, in both sense, like, like, right. Like you're saying that this guy, like right as he is like now, like coming to terms with that, there's like a massive, like, um, what do you call it? Like pedophile network around him. And he's starting to tell people about it online that now he just gets suicidal and like decides to, I believe he jumped off a bridge supposedly. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. So, yeah, we'll have lots of other stuff coming up for you guys out there. Whoever's listening, if anyone is, just kidding. I'm sure there will be people listening. Well, my name is NSA Mod. You can also follow me on Twitter, and NSA my, underscore Mod. And my name is not not Spooky, and you can follow me at, at not underscore Spooky underscore on Twitter. You, you changed it. I did change it because it looked better. I don't know. Um, please follow us. Uh, we'll be releasing these through regularly through sure. different through different um, mediums. At Bit Bit Shoot Bit Shoot YouTube YouTube. Um, we're gonna research more on the uh, podcast networks. Um, expect it on Podbean. There's going to be a week delay between this one and the next one. And then after that, it should just be regularly on Saturdays. Yep. All right. Uh, that's everything. Stay safe. Good night. So again, we urge you to start doing this today. Your time and effort will be repaid with a handsome reward in the months and years to come.